There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome everybody to Oh Sopranos Podcast, the second time we are in person. We are back in the O Sopranos studios. Oh yeah, baby, we here, Woo! aka Dave's apartment. That's right. Um, we just watched the app together, which is season five, episode five, Irregular Random Audience. Irregular Random Audience. Yep. Yep. Um... Yep, my favorite part uh, was. The well, doctor. yeah. What was your favorite part? <laughs> yeah, let's just skip right to your favorite part. Yeah, please. The doctor who was like, "Yeah, we'll get this to the lab and we'll fuck it. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. Process this, no problem, and we'll see if it's cancer or not. Oh, guess what it is? Hey, those Jersey doctors, man. That's how they are, man. Yeah. Anybody believe? Like that guy came into the audition and they were like, "Yeah, this seems like a dermatologist." <laughs> the fuck. Uh, that guy definitely read for other roles earlier in oh, he, like other he, seasons. He had uh, Tony Siragusa's part <laughs> yeah, until, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. until the goose came around. They're like, we're so uh, sorry. Uh, we're going to give this part to the goose, but uh, <laughs> you want to play a dermatologist? Do you think you can do that? Oh, yeah, dermatologist? I can do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was the biker guy, too. Because, like, you know, he had that. He could, he could have maybe passed as a biker, but he was... You know, he had the facial hair and the... And oh, the Grizzly Adams motherfucker? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Don, I'm going to get this down to the lab right after I sell this uh, fucking truck full of cigarettes. <laughs> Cut. Sir, you're just a dermatologist. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right, Don. I'm going to get this down to the lab right after I bring the coke to the crazy horse. <laughs> I wonder if people are even... Uh, Nobody knows what we're talking about. No, what right, we're yeah. talking about. As, we're talking okay. about the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> What we okay? Well, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's fucking start. Let's start over. Hey guys, how are you? Good, good to see you. Oh, Not editing any of that out. <laughs> uh, hey, as always, if you are listening, please send us any questions, comments, concerns about the episode. Anything you want to hear us talk about, we are always game to field some fan questions. And season five is like the most interesting ep- uh, season. So like, yeah. I know you guys have have stuff you want to hear us talk about. Uh, this episode, of course, season five, episode five, regular around the margins, as 
Joey said, written by Robin Green and Mitchell Burgess, directed by Alan Coulter, a great. Mm. Originally aired April 4th, 2004. Ooh, day before my day birthday. Day before your what birthday? Your, your, uh, my, uh, was that your uh, 21st? Tw- tw- or no, 20? no, 20th. 20th. Oh, your 20th birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lame. Well, <laughs> you know, I didn't wait to be 21 <laughs> you were to definitely drink, folks. super high. I actually was. <laughs> yeah, I had, there was a, uh, Jamaican uh, weed dealer from Brooklyn who uh, would would uh, deliver a huge sack of skunk weed. His name was Daddy Foxy. Daddy fuck? Foxy, if you're out there and listening, uh, thank so you. So weird. Thank if you Daddy for Foxy was listening to this right now. <laughs> hey, you never know. He's stuck. Don't with judge. You all these years. <laughs> Don't judge. Um, uh, yes, I was definitely smoking a lot of like really shitty weed. Cool. So hey, yeah, not much has changed, man. No, not really. But so this episode is sort of well. So if you don't remember, uh, because it aired, you know, almost twenty years ago, this is the one where Tony and Adriana take a car ride, which causes a chain of events that almost lead to Chris's early demise, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the only plot in this episode. Like every other episode that we've covered is like, okay, let's break it up into B yeah. plot, C plot, this and that. Yep. Things are going on in New York. Oh, they touch on this. Like, like this is really a uh, a one off episode in the truest sense. You know, even people talk about like Pine Barrens being as like a very self-contained thing, or college being a very self-contained thing. But but there are there other like, also, plots. like multiple yeah. things you know that that were going on uh, within those episodes, and this really from start to finish just just follows Tony, Christopher, and Adriana. Yep. And how uh, you know the dynamics of that relationship, how they sort of are uh, a little tenuous. And how it affects the rest of the family, both Tony's actual family and the mob family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, also notable this episode, Imperioli and uh, Drea DiMatteo both DiMatteo. DiMatteo. I've heard people say it both ways. DiMatteo, DiMatteo. DiMatteo. I've uh, never heard that before. DiMatteo, I believe. Da- I, that's how, you know what? I, you I'm, I, I purposely changed it to DiMatteo because I second-guessed myself, but I've always said well, DiMatteo. Well, they say DiMatteo in, like, the UK? I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, Ma- Matteo, like a, Matteo is, is like a, is, I mean, the, wor- the name Matteo is, like, Latin. Yeah, it's yeah, not sure. Italian. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, know. I don't. I actually don't know her, like what percent she is. Matteo sounds like Matteo sounds like Americanized. It sounds like, Americanized, yeah. which it may yeah. have been. Look, have I don't you, know. Have, I don't have know. any of you heard her say it? I feel like I I have. I don't know. Like someone, someone's going to come in my Instagram DMs and tell me exactly how to pronounce this. I fucked up. I fucked yeah. up. Our our friend, our friend Joe. She was on a short-lived TV show uh, with her and Ray Liotta. So, your what? friend Joe Joey Matt LeBlanc, uh, Joe Armanox. Joe Armanox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Shout out to our good friend Joe Armanox, who's definitely not listening to this podcast. <laughs> I haven't, uh, haven't thought of her in a while. All we the should, best. We should message her and ask her. Confirm. Yeah. How do you pronounce her last name? Anyway. Uh, but to my point, okay. Christopher and Adriana both won Emmys for this episode. Oh wow. Uh, for the season, which is surprising because long-term parking is also yeah. in the season, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they and they submitted this episode and they both won for it. Which, you know, if long-term parking didn't exist, it wouldn't be surprising. But sure. you know, long-term parking, the the episode, uh, second to last episode of the season, where you know it's all revealed that that Adriana is a rat, like that's one of the top 
uh, that's one of the great episodes. That certainly bests anything that they, in my opinion, that well, they have on display here. Well, yeah, but you forget how believable that like diarrhea like work. <laughs> that's, that's true. How she yes. had to go to the bathroom. I right. mean, I gotta yeah. go number two. I mean, that's something that's that, what won her the Emmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's something that you uh, teach diarrhea, in, uh, in acting classes. Like at some point, you're gonna play a character who has to go to the bathroom, and yeah. like. Also, she I, fucking nailed it. I guess we should just assume that nobody from Boston Legal was nominated in either of these categories. Is that how they both won? Uh, not that, yeah, not this, not this. I mean, maybe actually. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you who else was in Boston Legal besides uh, James Spader. Oh, uh, Shatner. So Shatner, I guess, would have also been lead. So were, were they even around? I th- they bested Gandolfini for the final season. For the final season, which yeah, still yeah, hurts. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Boston Legal was even. Boston Legal was was originally submitted to the Emmys as a fucking comedy, and then right. somehow it snuck its way into a, a, the drama. Category. I'll never like it's anyway. so sad, but I'll never get over anyway, that. It's yeah, so, so pathetic. Uh, and the winner is James Spader. Spader. Fuck you. Uh, anyway, okay, nothing against James Spader. I like him as an actor. You did not hold a candle to Gandolfini in that final no. season. But I will say, uh, I, I, in regards to this episode, um, it struck me as we were watching that. They are both fantastic, as is Gandolfini. The three of them are like are, are phenomenal in this episode. They're For sure. F- they're fucking great. And and Carmela's not in, in a lot of it, but the moments that she has, she's fucking good Tony and Carm fantastic. scenes. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 You know, I will uh, say like I'm sorry if I'm like steamrolling you here, but like um <laughs> Yo, you know, yo, it, yo. It, it, do you yo, relax. Think, the Joe train. Do you think that um you know I can see the acting work by Adriana being like really good, Andrea de Mamayo, um, <laughs> because like, you know, do you think she would have done it? Like, if push came to shove, would she have fucked him? Well, that's the big question of the episode. Let's let's well, let's get into uh, let's into, get how, into how things yeah. un- unroll a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I I will say that this episode is we should probably talk about it up top. This episode is is mostly beloved. But there is like a very small vocal, very vocal faction of people like from what I've seen on Reddit and and just, you know, the Sopranos boards. uh, Like there are people who call foul on this episode just because they think that the um, the sudden attraction between Tony and Adriana is just rings false to them. It, It just comes out of nowhere. We don't see it previous to this. And and uh and then how the how ready tony is to fucking kill christopher in this episode uh with you know they they feel like it would have been better served over uh, like i guess a few episodes instead of like all in one which when i was watching it i kind of uh maybe felt that way like i never like he do, came do you out guys of left field when you when you were watching this did you really think that this was the end of christopher when when tony pulls the gun to Christopher, no, we, nobody, bu- nobody so. was buying it at the time. Nobody, nobody thought like. And if he had been shot right there, that would have been disappointing for his character, and I think for well, the, that's why that's why I didn't think he would go out like that because, because like, it would have been it, so anticlimactic. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah, one episode, this this problem's introduced, and then, and ultimately, I think I think this issue uh, that comes up in this episode does play into Christopher's ultimate demise at the hand of Tony. I, you know, in the final in six B with, uh, you know, Cleaver, uh, the whole plot line of uh, 
of the boss having sex with uh you know one of the soldiers uh wives or fiancés like and tony recognizes it and it's it's tremendously hurtful to him mm-hmm. like this this does sort of like begin um you know uh, the the crack in tony and chris's relationship that ends in uh chris's demise but if it had happened in this episode nobody would have bought it everybody would have been like really you're gonna kill off a prince like a principal cast member original cast member that way and so nobody ever really bought that that the stakes of the episode but yeah if you just look at it from a one-off uh i mean even just watching it before we recorded like you know, how they set up Adriana and Tony uh, being attracted to each other, how they set up Chris's reaction to everything that goes down. I think I think they do it justice, and I think it's yeah. viable, and I think it makes for a really solid episode of Sopranos. I, I look, Joe, Joe asked me this um, while we were watching, um, because I always have issue with chasing it, uh, the episode where you know, in six B, where Tony like suddenly has a huge gambling problem, right? Uh, which I always felt like just came out of nowhere to me. And Joe asks, like, don't you feel like, like, or or do you feel like this is like a similar issue in this episode? Mm-hmm. I don't, because like with with Coke. Well, well, you said with the coke. With the coke, mm-hmm. um, but I also think like obviously like yeah, we people, see Tony doing coke for the first time. But the episode, fact that people lot. have. People have issue with him, like, all of a sudden coming on to aid. I don't think it's crazy because we're still early in Tony being separated. Mm -hmm. He has sort of, like, started to be on this path of, like, partying more, Mm -hmm. staying out late, Mm -hmm. drinking more. Mm -hmm. He's spending more time at the club, which makes sense because, like, he probably doesn't want to be around like Sill and all those guys because like they're going home to their wives and stuff. So it makes sense that like Chris is going down on this job and he like Tony is at the club. To me, it's justified. To me, it's justified. Like he is just kind of like in a weird fucking zone in his life. Mm-hmm. And I, I completely buy that. Like not only would he be doing coke. Um, because it's just being offered to him and he's like, whatever. And, and a part of it is like midlife crisis. I bet he probably did Coke like back in the eighties and shit. Like, sure. Uh, and he's just kind of reliving his youth. And uh, a part of that too, like, is like, Oh, he's like, uh, has a chance to hook up with this beautiful younger woman. I think all those things kind of make sense to me. He's having this like crisis in his life, and also it's just circumstantial. Like we, uh, can you think yeah. of one moment uh, prior to this episode in the series where Tony and Adriana were, we're, alone, we're alone together? Yeah, like, and it's just so. Ha- and and realistically, maybe that never happened. Like, right? You know, when family members bring around like girlfriends and stuff. I mean, yes, uh, he, she's Chris's fiance, but like, you know. How how often do you get alone time with those people? Well, like it's rare. So right. This was like one of the first time, and they're also if not fl- the first time they're, where the two of them were together alone. And, and they're both like flirting with each other. Yeah. In the episode, like th- it's going both ways. Like yeah. they are both like clearly like sort of semi smitten with each other. She reveals that like she was always scared of him, which yeah. fucking his eyes light up. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. he loves to hear that. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, they've been using the club um, for this business. whole season. Yeah. 
So like they, yeah, so, yeah, it's since, not like they haven't been interacting, right? You know, oh, they've they've had plenty of interactions, but like like they to haven't have been Chris out of town. No, I understand that, like, but like, but like that's where shit happens because yeah. it's like we see each other. Oh, we see each other all the time. We interact, and now it's like, well, now there's no one else around, right? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, like so it it makes sense. It also, makes perfect sense to me. If Phil doesn't show up at that moment to like bring that package, right. They would have fucking kissed. They were about to fucking kiss. Like they, oh, they absolutely they were, were yeah. gonna make out. And and Tony's not stopping himself. No, she she I the I would it, no Tony's not stopping that situation. Adriana, I could imagine f- saying no. Like, maybe or, they kiss. The last moment. Maybe they kiss, they and, kiss and then she and, she's like, and then she says, "I can't do this." Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and that's and, what I can imagine. Tony is is like full steam ahead. Like like in that moment, if if Phil and if Phil and uh, Joey. Don't knock on the door. Right. Um, but they do. They set it up. They 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 have these like match cuts between Tony and Adriana, both like with these medical issues. You have you have Tony with. Uh, so Tony uh, is, is getting like um, some sort of cancerous some cell biopsy, re- yeah. or bi- biopsied off his forehead. Uh, squamous. He's a squamous cell like carcinoma or whatever. Uh, apparently, uh, uh De Matteo and Ganofini had a hard time filming the scene. They kept breaking it. Uh, Tony saying "squamous" instead <laughs> of cell. But yeah, like, naturally. Uh, but yeah, like they make them bond, and then her IBS, mm-hmm. irritable irritable bowel syndrome. Like, like they they give a moment of connection, and they both have a secret that they're keeping. Right? That that like don't tell anybody about my, about my cancer because you know people think of cancer, they think you're done for. Don't tell anybody that I'm shitting. I'm possibly shitting my pants. Like all the while doing fucking coke secretly. While doing coke together. Like, so they and they and they have these moments of like tenderness where she's like, oh, I wish my dad was like you. Because Tony says like I have to go pick up AJ at his volleyball thing. By the way, AJ playing volleyball is that, is that the one and only time we've know about fucking that? Weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so and she's like, I wish my dad was like you. And and Tony sort of looks on her as. You're uh, such a good father. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. What a great Just, father he is. Yeah, great, yeah, totally. great father. I mean, compared to hey, Adriana's dad, well, maybe. Yeah. He, I mean, he brought the pizza. He, yeah. so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so so they set it up where there's a genuine connection. They sort of sympathize with each other. This is the, one of the first times that they've been alone together. There's drugs involved. I don't see what else like people want like in terms of like setting up this potential – uh, connection between Adriana and Tony. Yep. Um, all that said, like you know, we we didn't even really get into the plot of the episode, but but basically, like this whole thing causes a huge breaking point between Christopher and Tony. Um, you know, they have this sexy game of darts uh, between Adriana and Tony. Um, he's like grabbing her stomach and this and that and. You know, it's just the uh, it's it's it's. It feels really like a first of, date. Yeah, it feels it feels like a first date. But so this is also uh, the first time we see Melfi and Tony back together in a session since uh, the end of season four. Um, so I mean, last we saw was Tony wrote a poorly worded letter to Melfi, which she read to Elliot. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess we're just. Uh, supposed to assume off camera they sort of like reconnected and agreed that Tony could come back to therapy, right? Like this is right. something that happened off camera. Yeah. Like 
Yeah. There had to, she probably uh, yeah. had to like be pretty strict about setting boundaries. <laughs> with yeah, Tony. like stop trying to take me out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And it's kind of funny that their first session back, he's like talking about another inappropriate relationship, uh, as Tony as Tony is uh, prone yeah. to getting involved in. Yeah, and she like pats him on the back because she's like, "This is growth." Mm-hmm. Because okay. he, because Tony <laughs> Cause takes he credit saying he stopped yeah. himself, no like, he fucking did not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she needs to find something. And then he starts, right. he starts gross, talking you know? about like, uh, I if I could do it all over, I could start all over and start a new family. She's young enough. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? And, and he yeah, and he calls but, himself on it immediately afterwards. But of like, course, but just that his like, mind goes there. That's like, just that. That's no. I I, I find that perfectly. Uh, I mean, I find that, I find that normal. That's perfect. Like, that's just daydream. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just voicing his his daydream there. Yeah. But like, he 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 says it. He's like, disaster of major proportions. Could you imagine what that would do to his kids? What that would do to Carmela? What oh that would do God. to Christopher? Yeah, he's well. Or he's, start yeah. a family with Adriana. He's gonna get Adriana pregnant. Well, see this. I, I always. Yeah, I mean, that's like a you know natural daydream. Like, while you just fantasize about like some girl that you meet and right and then you and then well, you go that would one be, thing to make, that would be silly but your mind you know your mind and your instincts like sort of go there and then and then they go to like the the rational like you know point and it, it's yeah. interesting that he's sort of playing that out i think that is sort of some sort of growth um, see you I, know I, within him like like I, I, to, I to to play that scenario out where it's absolutely like not and, just sex it's family he wants to start a family yeah no well that's his fantasy that's his daydream, but I, then he, but then he's like, but then he's like, but then he has the fucking like rationale to like be like, it would be ridiculous, yeah, right? It would be ridiculous when like before, you know, he would be like, you know, I, obviously, I think it's because he knows that this woman is meaningful to someone who's meaningful to him, whereas like all the other women are, you know, you know, sure. he, you know, that's how much he views all these other women right not that's, that's, that's an interesting thing. Like, you know he has no respect for them basically right because right. he's still dating valentina at this point and he's not he's that's, not he's not thinking true. about uh hey i'm gonna start a family with her like right right he's he which he could she's young enough uh he's thinking and and so his the value he places on women uh his relationship to them is like could she bear my children like that's right. you know what i mean like which is shitty in and of itself, but he recognizes enough that it's like not a good idea. You know what? It's funny though if they if they actually did sleep together, then he would actually probably view her as like not good. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like never. You know, there's no there's no one who's good. Really. Well, he also doesn't know that uh, that she uh, pierced her uterus when having an abortion and probably potentially could not have children. So. You might. Well, you're you know. fucking damaged goods. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, you didn't yeah. tell me? I ruined my whole life. I left my whole family. Right. Told um, your fiance. <laughs> um, but so, yes, Chris is away on business. Um, he's he's doing some sort of like smuggling of cigarettes, parliaments, Marlboros. Looked like some North sort of Carolina. Ex- some exchange of goods, yeah. yeah. Hey, this got to be like one of the, like, the you know, boilerplate sort of uh, – uh, cigarettes yeah. classic yeah, yeah. Transport, classic yeah. because you know around that time especially in new york city 
Oh, cigarettes were, were hot commodity. Were fucking was crazy. Fucking fifteen dollars a pack. Fifteen dollars a pack. What? Back then. Wait, are they worse now? Well, the, or yeah, I'm sure they're probably actually more expensive probably now. Probably I mean, just shy of twenty, I would think, but, which is insane. But, but when I was smoking cigarettes, when I lived in New York at this time, yeah, they were like fourteen, fifteen yeah, bucks yeah, a pack. Yeah, yeah, that's t- wild. Yeah, yeah. like I definitely like paid, I, yeah, I vividly remember like being at bars and people would ask to bum a cig, and you'd be like a dollar. And I remember going down to Delaware to visit my buddy uh, at Udell, mm, and they were sure. $2 back. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You stocked up on all your Winstons. Uh, just all like your Adriana. Winstons. All your uh, menthol. So that's why he went down <laughs> Menthol ultralights. I guess, yeah, yeah. So so what? So, um, so that's the scam? Like, he buys them for $2? Yeah, and then they change for, the yeah. – the, the, because there's a sticker on Fair. the cellophane Fair. that says, like, New York. Like, they used to right. be, like, an apple. Right, like on right, the New right. York ones or, mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. that like shows that they're from. So yeah, so Chris is is down south on business conveniently. Uh, Tony's hanging around the crazy horse more. Uh, we didn't even talk about uh, oh Meadow him, him encountering yeah. Meadow uh, early on, like wiping the coke off his nostril. I, like, I've always had an issue with this. Like Meadow wouldn't know that this is like this club is like in the family business. She knows. She might. She, she might knows know, it's. Yeah. A, she knows it's AIDS club because, like, because um, later on when Carm like asks Tony about it, mm. about the like you know about them running into each other, Carm is like, "I heard you were at Adriana's club." You ran. Yeah, I, like, I don't. I don't think it was any secret in the family. I think she acts. I think, uh, she acts like it's like fucking insane that he's there. Well, I think it's insane. I mean, that part, she, she partly found that him like, at that time clearly of night, doing bluff. like on a Saturday night. Yeah, I think that it's not a shocker that he's there. I think it's a shocker that he's there at that time on that day, wiping coke off his nose. Like that's that's what I think. Like sort of threw her off, and Finn I is even like, partly. "Hey, this guy puts in the yeah, hours." Puts in the hours. <laughs> so like, so Finn at this point. Like, we never see the conversation between Finn and Meadow, like, hey, this is what my dad does. But that conversation well, has not been I, had yet. I think right? it's I, I think it's assumed. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean, if she told him that her father was in waste management, there's no justification why his business would lead him to this club on a Saturday night at, like, 2 a.m. It is, it is funny. We're not even at the point where uh, – He's working at the construction job. <laughs> like, I know, yeah, yeah. Because then he, hey, then it's he, coming. Then he really knows what it's, her dad yeah, does. Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, maybe that's what spurred the conversation, like her finding her dad there. That like he's like, hey, did I see your dad? Like that would probably like they might like the next day. Sort of, <laughs> she might let him in on on what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, shout so. out, shout out to my, um, you know, my uh, college friend uh, Jen Rapp, who was in that scene at the hey. at the club mm. at the crazy. She's horse. the curly haired uh, blonde girl. But Any relation to Adam and Anthony Rapp? No, I don't oh, think okay. so. All right, had uh, to ask. Had to ask. <laughs> you know, we could have, we probably could have got her on the pod, but I haven't talked to her in <laughs> over probably like ten years. So. Yeah, probably not worth it for this one. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay, so so yes, a lot goes down at the Crazy Horse. Uh, they also so Tony and and Adriana like eventually decide like, hey, uh, let's go out and uh, score some coke. Uh, Adriana wants to clean the apartment before Chris gets back, and that would be, I guess, a tremendous motivator for her. Uh, Tony probably has ulterior motives, but he drives them out to Dover, fucking Dover. 
uh, and they uh, they're talking. They're having a, like a little discussion uh, about uh, Danielle from Whippany, who Tony remembers. He's like mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I feel like there was something there between me and her. Like so, he at this point that signals me he knows he's not getting from Adri- anything from Adriana at this point. He's trying to score with her friend at this point. Right. And then the raccoon is in the road, and then the car flips on its side. Dead. She's dead. What? What doesn't isn't that what she says? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. You're talking yeah. about your friend because you went on your phone. And <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 like, no. Holy oh, shit, geez, Joe, no. put your fucking phone. <laughs> down. Oh shit, hey guys, my friend's dead. <laughs> I thought you were looking her up. Like, where no, is she no, no. now? I was looking at where, you know. Joe's placing baseball bets on fucking bookmakers. She says Danielle's dead, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, she says Danielle's dead. Um, No, I was looking at how far Dover was from, like, Caldwell, New Jersey. Which is what? how how far? I don't know. Let me it's fucking not get, get back to us. Is. Okay, so they flip the car on the isn't side. Do- isn't Dover by the Tap and Z? Like, isn't it no, no, up no, that no, way? No, no, no. no? It's, in, it's kind of... It's Where's kind Chris of, Gethard, friend of the pod, when you need... Hey, no, we need Gethard It's kind here. of in the middle of nowhere. Like, I mean, it's like... It's about it's about 20 miles west of Caldwell. So, so there's no reason they were going to get a burger over there. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know... Unless there was, like, a really fucking good diners, burger. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why, that's why it make Like, I mean, it's smart to make, like, the dealer in Dover. Because, yeah. like, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense why they would go that way. Right. So... So the car flips. This is my question. Because this is very, uh, I don't know if it's like foreshadowing or if they just utilize the car accident way frequently in The Sopranos. I mean, they do. Because this sort of, like, if you want to think of it this way, it could foreshadow the car accident where Chris flips in Kennedy and Heidi in in the Mm -hmm. final batch of episodes. Like, Chris flips the car, uh, very similar, and Tony walks away basically unscathed uh, in both scenarios. But there's so many other fucking car accidents in the series. I mean, sure. there's I a mean, lot. Tony, Tony has his share. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 Bobby's Bobby's father. Bobby's dad. <laughs> uh, fuck, if I was Bobby, um, I would never get in a car the, again. Yeah. Uh, they hit a tree. They were going to school. Well, the, the episode yeah. before this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, Sasha Caputo or whatever the hell. Right, uh, right. You know, and Tony ends up getting a Nissan Xterra for AJ. Cause, uh, what else? I mean, there's... there's. Uh, I mean, Meadow got into a car accident. Kind with, of. With uh, Jackie Jr. Yeah, she was driving drunk. Yeah, she, she was. Yeah, no one died. Uh, but. I mean, Mel- Melfi in her dream. Pussy uh, gets in the car accident, hits the... Cyclist. Oh, yes. Yep. yep. So, uh, I mean, t- I mean um, Phil kind of does like Tony kind of. Oh yeah, makes Phil. Him, yeah, makes him get into a car accident. Vito right. on his way back from Yo, uh, New Hampshire yep. or, uh, or whatever. Yep. Like yep. he f- hits the parked car. Like a yep. lot of car accidents causing plot um, points in uh, the series. Uh, uh, is it realistic? What do you guys? Think? Or or is it utilized too much? I don't know, but I don't know. I mean, um, I was just gonna say, um. Olivia hits the woman. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In her driveway. Her friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, um, Nucci Galtieri. Oh yeah, Nucci. Yeah, yeah. The old mean, ladies. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, yeah, we could we could start a whole Twitter we account. Could probably go on. <laughs> I mean, is it, doesn't Tony um Sopranos <laughs> car accidents? <laughs> is this a dream or or does it really happen? Tony hitting the CD player and and has the panic attack and crashes. Or is it, oh, I can't remember. That's a dream. That's a dream. Right? Okay. Yeah, I think that's yeah, a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. Uh, but but yeah. Okay. Um, 
Either uh, way, Tony walks away unscathed from pretty I crazy mean, accidents. To be yeah. honest, there, there's a lot of time spent just in cars in general in the show. I mean, which you is know. not bad, but that's not unusual. I mean, everybody everybody does that. Like, sure, yeah, um, yeah, but like memorable things in yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, test stream well, and like Tony getting the ticket and like right, you know, yeah. like that's a great place uh, like to have how, a scene when he two people mm-hmm. when he's asked about like whether or not he's in the mafia by fucking. You know, taking AJ like to the old neighborhood in fucking Newark. Like, Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Mayonnaise. 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 Yeah. Remember when? Like driving down. Have you have down south? Have you guys? Have you been in a car accident? Uh, the only time I was in a really bad car accident, uh, my sister and I were in the car with my mom, and we were going through um an intersection, and a guy went through a red light. This is when I was six years old. And guys smashed into our car. Yeah. Have you been uh, in a car accident, Goliath? Not that's the only time. A, one, that's the only yeah, time like a bad. Benders, that's the only uh, time I like like rush to the hospital. Bad car accident. I've like been, I've been, been in like. You were you flipped your oh, car. You were in a I ditch. My car. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. all that also similar thing happened to me when I was like thirteen, going to Hebrew school. Like, like I I've been in like a couple like a like a lot of car accidents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a couple, a couple, a couple. It's, it's not so an it's uncommon a, I guess it's, thing. I guess it's a like, thing that happens a lot. Yes, and and I here's what I remember about season four, b- right before uh, the Karen Bacalieri, uh when she was killed off. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, the first four episodes had been released to critics, and they were saying like, you know, this makes it a little more realistic. It's not all mob whackings and this and that. Like, you know, people that you know die By like in more traffic collisions, ways, yeah. like more that kind of stuff. And they were arguing it lends a little credibility to the realism of the series, mm-hmm. which is true. Like this, this, these sort of things happen. But we just pointed out so many fucking times there was car accidents and, and this. And it's it seems utilized to be utilized, like perhaps maybe borderline abused. By yeah, the yeah. Fair, hey, fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Okay, but I yeah, do, I sure. do, I do think there had to have. There was probably when, like, when Chris uh, flips the car. You know, in the final batch of episodes, that that had to have been along the line of thinking like this should mirror Tony's ride with Adriana in some way. Like, right. I think there is some sort of connective tissue there, but I don't right. know. You tell us what you think, uh, listeners. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, um, uh, uh, also, Phil, Phil, Phil Cart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. A- yeah. AJ with Did his friends. Jeez, are you okay in there, Mister? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the Casbah. Yeah, AJ's fucking Xterra burns with the burns. with the leaves. I mean, that's not a car. No, but AJ, AJ with his friends, uh, they get into the car accident like on the way to school. No, no. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, wait, wait. He doesn't have his license. Yeah. Doesn't have his license. You remember that? How does Phil die? Oh, he gets. Oh yeah, the right. car. <laughs> yeah, that's the what car. I was talking well, about. A car yeah. runs oh. his head over. Yeah, a car oh. runs his head <laughs> over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh <laughs> one, shit. What one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Fucking uh, yeah, the kid fucking throwing up. If we're forgetting one, please tell us. But yeah, let us know. <laughs> anyway, so so Chris gets back from North Carolina. Tony Siragusa and the guy who looks like he belongs in the Vipers break the news <laughs> yeah. to him that Adriana and Tony were in a car accident. I love that Chris like immediately tries to cover it up with the first lie. He, he's like, "Oh yeah, Dover. Uh, she's got a sick aunt up there who's friends with Tony's aunt." Which means, yeah, yeah they're go- going to Dover at 2 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
For sure. With Tony's aunt. Yeah. Does that woman <laughs> exist? Like, does Tony have an aunt? Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Who's still alive? Well, we well, yes, he does. Uh, and she's in this episode at Vesuvio at the end. Uh, aunt uh, Quinn, Quinn Dessa or something like that. Uh, Tony B's mother. Oh, right. Oh, oh, uh, that ain't. Oh, yeah, right. Of yeah. course, of course, of course. But I don't know if she lives in Dover or not. But anyway. Um, yes. And also, so, is she like an actual aunt? Uh, yeah, you never know with, yeah, with yeah, the also, That's right. But also, she definitely doesn't live in Dover because, I mean, she lives in like Belleville or someplace like that. Because like he goes to the house uh, to get to pick up Tony B. Right before like uh, the Vesuvio, like uh, right, you know, right, welcome right. back. Well, we got to talk about the the Tony's crew game of telephone. This is like one of it, this is like uh, like a moment where even when I was watching it for the first time, I was like, this is classic. Like yeah. Uh, just how things spiral out of control. There are a bunch of like eighth grade kids passing a note, and it just gets like diluted, farther diluted from the truth. Uh, even even with, even June even June fucking yeah. getting in on anyway. Junior uh, apparently he came all over the sun visor. <laughs> yeah, yeah t- fuck Jesus, Junior. <laughs> also, that if my thing- uncle ever talks about me coming in any capacity, I'm 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 done. That's it. Also. Can- can we just assume that like uh, uh, Murph like told them that? Who told? Who told them that? Came all over the sun visor. Well, my question is because ultimately Carmela hears about it and that causes a rift between Tony and Carmela. How do you think it got back to Carmela? Like oh Ro, oh Ro. But why? But, why did it go Sil's, to Ro? Sill's wife maybe told so Ro. Ga- uh, yeah. But so maybe so Gab tells Ro. Gab tells Ro, and then Ro tells, tells Carm everything. I guess yeah. that has yeah. to be that has yeah. to be. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't think Gab would directly tell Carmela? No, that could have no. happened too. No, because I feel like Syl probably would tell Gab. Yeah, like, maybe. Don't tell Carm. Yes. Oh, so she. You know. Gab. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Gab, that's what Gab I, knows better. Gab knows better because Gab yeah. would know. Like I can't tell. Right. I can't tell Carm directly. Right. And there's a so they're Tony, probably all telling each other don't tell the next <laughs> right, right right but right. everybody knows I mean it's realistic that it gets back to her I'm just wondering what the also path Bo- was. like also Bobby obviously would have uh, you know hypothetically told Janice, told Janice and, and yeah. Janice probably told all of them they right. probably fucking got together right. at one of their fucking movie nights and right. you know yeah. So unfortunately, this ends up being the first time we see Chris uh, break his sobriety since the end of season four when he goes to rehab. Drinks like half a bottle of Stoli and like one swig. After a pretty rough scene of him, uh, you know, manhandling Adriana, always rough to watch, drags her out by the hair, throws her out. (coughs) Um, But, you know, so he ultimately goes, shows up at the Bing um, with, you know, he he's ready to confront Tony. He fires all his rounds into Tony's Escalade, right? Escalade, yeah. Which is the last time I think we see this. That that was his like original car in the show. Or yeah, right. The like red, the, she- like, the Chevy, or was it? Or no, what is it? No, that's not the Escalade. No, it's not the Escalade. He ha- it's like yeah. the uh, whatever, I, I whatever that yeah. SUV is. Whatever yeah. SUV. the red one. But this, yeah, so like maroon to that, yeah. um, which he took to the Bing that night for whatever reason. And Chris fires a bunch of rounds in. He comes in. They're ready for him there. Uh, yeah. A fan so, favorite Sil's moment. has got the bullhorn. <laughs> Sylvia with, like, the fucking megaphone. You know what megaphone. they do down there. 
What? Yeah, okay. They're like, all just standing you... up, like, uh, in, the, like, the upper deck, like, <laughs> like, the balcony. Do you think he, like, trained the men? Like, when he's like, you know what to do down there. Like, do you think he, like, like, Maybe do they know? Like, grab him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Saragusa, Vipers guy. Uh, uh, you know what to do. Yeah, the Grizzly you... Adams motherfucker grabs the gun. <laughs> as, uh, as, as you talk about this, <laughs> what do you think, what do you think's going through, like, Christopher's mind here? Like, he's just, he's just drunk. And I, yeah, and, yeah and, but do you think like at any point maybe he's like, you know, I knew it ever since she told me she sucked Pendulette's dick <laughs> that this could happen. She could go with another fat ball, tall I think, ball yeah, guy. Hey, I th- but I didn't fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I just gave him head. Yeah, I bet. I bet Tony fucking has some magic tricks up his sleeve, man. We I don't knew know. It ever <laughs> since you fucking sucked Pendulette. <laughs> he should have. He should have said. Uh, but Ooh, no, that's but- your type. <laughs> That's a type fucking no. fat guys with glasses. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that probably rocked Chris's world a little bit, and uh, and that that was definitely like a like a little chink in the armor there. Mm-hmm. But so when he comes into uh, the Bing, you know, obviously he he brings out his gun. It's empty, as we know, um, and he ends up getting taken out to this like desolate road in Jersey somewhere. Um, it's it's Tony, Tony B, Pauly, uh, Siragusa, and yep. and, uh, uh, the Vipers. and the Viper. Yeah. <laughs> so Sil doesn't come. I, Nobody else comes. I what is he? He must have a name if Dante Greco's got it. Dante, yeah, yeah. Dante Greco. Well, no, Siragusa is uh, Frankie, yeah, Frankie Cortese. Frankie Cortese, right. Yeah. Uh, I know, but what the Vipers got, it must have. Uh, I don't know. Got, I don't, yeah. yeah, so... But so they care. they out on this desolate road here. Anthony Viparaggio. <laughs> and there's this moment, you know, Tony is like, and I believe that Tony, because he does, he's not one who uh, does not take a threat to his fucking life, uh, not seriously. Like if Christopher came into the Bing waving a gun around, like I I buy that he might consider. Uh, fucking ending him here, but a lot of people take issue with the fact that it's so happened so quickly. We don't really see like, like Tony taking into account like how heavy this moment is. Um, what do you guys think about this whole scene here? Is it rushed, or do you think they 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 did it? They executed it uh, well. I suppose it is a bit rushed. Yeah. Um. Just because we know that Tony like doesn't necessarily like like jump the gun, no pun intended, jump the gun like yeah. in these situations typically mm-hmm. historically. Mm-hmm. But you know, Tony is the target of this whole situation, and he and and he and he came to the bang with a fucking gun. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well, and this is so. This is the other moment where I don't think it's rushed. Yeah. Well, this is the other moment I mean, where where Polly where fans are like a little confused because Polly has a line here where he's like, "The way I see it, Tom, is he must have known that the gun was empty because look at what he unloaded into your car." And Christopher's reaction is like, "What the fuck are you trying to say?" So, how, do you take that line as Polly? Because you could take it one of two ways. Polly is either saying like, "Hey." He never intended to actually put a bullet in you because he must have known that his gun was empty coming into the bing, or was was Polly calling to attention the fact, you know, after that all the tumultuous relationship that between Chris and Polly, 
killing the waiter at the beginning of the season, even like, uh, you know, calling to the attention, uh, attention, the fact that, that he fired like so many rounds into Tony's car. Like I always, it doesn't make sense though. The second, the second one. True. But I always assume that Paulie is always trying to get anybody else killed. And, (laughs) and like, like if it benefits himself, I don't know. I, I just always assumed that like Paulie was like fine with it because he doesn't exactly step in and say like don't kill him, Tone. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I I I, I think. I don't think... you think he would have been killed if it wasn't for fucking Tony B? Well, yes, but but we'll get to that in a second. What are you gonna say, Spells? I do think he was trying. He was trying to be like. He must have knew because he says he must have knew the gun was unloaded. I think he's trying to. Stick I think up that's. For I think and that's. I think a, Chris and, is just ha- hammered. But the writers also wrote like, in a line where, where, after Chris fires all his rounds into Tony's car, he says, and he and he tries to continue firing, and it's right. empty. He says, "Fucking gun!" Like he acknowledges. So we we so they purposely wrote in a line where he acknowledges that his gun is empty. Then he goes into the bin waving it. That makes that that makes me think. That Paulie was actually probably like trying to defend him, saying like, "Look, yes, he fucking did this, but he he never had any intention of fucking firing around into I, you." I, I kind of think so, and I think there's a there's a small reaction. Maybe there was a line that they mm. were supposed to give mm. Paulie, and maybe mm. they cut it. Yeah, like like because Paulie kind of goes like like he gives like a reaction like. I'm trying to help you. I feel like well, especially he does after a Chris's bit. reaction, Chris, because Chris is like, "What yeah. the fuck?" You, and that's what confuses people too. Like, "What the fuck are you trying to say?" Yeah, I think Chris took that as I don't know. I, I, in that moment, Paulie. I think Chris is is taking that as Paulie saying Chris doesn't have the balls to fucking kill the boss. And, and I think, also, but also, I think Chris sort of like sees that as like, "Oh, what are you trying to say?" Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, impotent here. Like, I, I never, like, I'm not any sort of threat yeah, he's very sensitive like, like yeah. so like he yeah. he doesn't understand what whether someone's right. like uh you know for him or against him right and you know usually paulie is not for you know right. usually exactly yeah, yeah so your your knee-jerk reaction would probably be like fuck you dude right yeah but i think this is a this is a moment where he's kind of like eh, no right. you know because right. i think because i feel like he because if he kills him, it's bad. Oh yeah, it's bad. Oh well, yeah, even not if, good yeah. for anybody. Yeah. You know, even if he kills him, it's just it's just bad, and everybody who knows that. Well, especially, I mean, even for Tony himself, like like he says to Melfi this episode, he's been grooming him to be his number two. Like to have it end this way is is a big loss for Tony. Um, so, but ultimately, yes, I think I think Tony B being there, and this is this is like you know such an important moment for his character because he's been trying to go straight as we know. This is a moment where his mob savvy and his like uh, knowledge about the human body <laughs> sort of meld together where he's like, let's try it my way. He calms the situation down. They go to the hospital. They bring this fucking poor doctor into the car uh, and he says, hey, the you know the lacerations that we've seen on Adriana's body, like like that is inconsistent with somebody who may have been like leaning over into the driver's seat, you know, to right. give. It would have like, been in an upright position. Right. Yeah. And and he gets the doctor to say, Tony B is uniquely situated to be the one to like clear the air for, for 
uh, Tony and Christopher, uh, which which I like. I, I like having Tony be be well, that character, and, it, and well, it's and it sets up that the dynamic between the three and then yeah. that is right. so fucking juicy the rest right. of the season. Oh yeah, right, right, um, right. The three of them have a relationship which we're unaware of, and it right. also kind of sets in motion, like you know Tony B getting back in because he's right. sort of. He's sort of, bit, yeah. he's he has involved. a little, he has a little line of threatening the doctor. That's there. the thing. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, it's lucky that he was there because if you're on probation, like, are oh, you yeah. going out to the fucking deserted road where somebody might be well, like fucking yeah. executed? Like, I, I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, but we already, cousin, you know, we, are, but we, like, we already set up the, the previous episode. He's like at the card game. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's already been in. He's dabbling. He's yeah, you dabbling. can't, you can't. Yeah, lucky no, for Chris that he was there. Yeah. You can't, you can't leave it. Um, uh, and 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 so ultimately, Chris accepts based on the doctor's testament that that she had she was in an upright position. Mm-hmm. That uh, Tony and Adriana were not doing anything, but you know he makes the point like it doesn't matter because everybody else believes that something happened, and now I got to live in the world, and I, <laughs> and I look like Joe Jerkoff, right? Uh, which is which is ultimately what is at the heart of the episode right. perception how you are perceived and how that is actually more important than, than truth right. uh, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, that applies to fucking all, all levels of life personal to, uh, I mean, fucking like elections and shit, like how you are perceived versus what is the truth is yeah. what really matters. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's sad, but it's true. Um, but so, you know, Tony, <laughs> I love the little the, the shortest Tony and Melfi scene ever. Uh, <laughs> might as well have fucked her. So thanks. And end scene. Um, yeah. So that's where Tony's head is at. Uh, and then the ending with Tony and Carmela uh, is one of my favorite like interactions of theirs. Like how he makes this plea to her. Like, do you really think I'm that much of a monster? Never yeah. mind that. Yes, he is that much of a monster. And if if Phil and Joey hadn't knocked on the door, and if they hadn't flipped their car, they Tony probably. There's a good chance Tony probably would have crossed the line with Adriana. Yes. But in this moment, he's saying he didn't, and he is wrongfully accused, and he's pleading with Carmela, like, "Help but, me, but put a good face on this." But thing. also can't apologize without also like saying like she hasn't been a saint either, like. Oh, oh yeah, God. you're gonna bring up Furio. Yeah, Furio. I mean, I, like her relationship with Furio was more platonic than him and Adriana. <laughs> yeah, even though she pined after Furio for God knows how long, and like and really Vi- fantasized. And, like, and Vic Musto, like, and Vic like Musto. oh, she kissed yeah. him. Well, like, Tony doesn't know about that. He doesn't but know he, about but that. But he's he's bringing up, uh, you know, Furio. But Furio, it's like yeah, yeah, she yeah. made him coffee. Carmela seems like she understands the stakes. She understands that this is, uh, you know, she brings up like Meadow and AJ and like this is, she's got to step in. Even though her and Tony are not together, she's got to step in and put a good face on this thing for the good of the family. And I respect her for that. Like, you know, it must have been hard. Yeah. Because the next scene, they're at Vesuvio. (laughs) Tony Carm. Chris Aid and Tony we're, B and Aunt uh, we're all we're all healing. Aunt Quatina, we're all whatever. healing like, happens. Uh, you know? yeah. <laughs> By the way, like everybody in the crew just happens to be at Vesuvio that night to witness this <laughs> Sunday dinner. Yeah, yeah, right. we're all going to Vesuvio. Yeah, right. Charmaine must have been thrilled. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, 
What would, yeah, what did they make that night? <laughs> Fucking $5? Yeah. Gravy's good. Ought to uh, get people to pay. <laughs> um, and that's how the episode goes out. Like, them at, at Vesuvio. I mean, you know, earlier we didn't talk about it, but Chris threw a sandwich at Vito's chest. And, oh, and, what uh, a waste of that fucking uh, beautiful uh, Italian uh, sandwich. Beautiful sandwich, uh, which uh, also Spellman brought up. Like, this is where we learn that Vito has been promoted to captain officially. Right. O- officially takes uh, over uh, Ralphie's crew. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I'm a fucking captain. You can't throw a sandwich at me. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Au contraire. So, so Vito comes over, quite the gentleman, and says, uh, hey, I, I hope you're having a pleasant evening, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, like he yeah, extends yeah. the he extends the olive branch, yeah. Um, and because he because he knows he's getting end. some sort of fucking payback. What what <laughs> what do you think he has to fucking do to pay back, Vito, <laughs> you know, for throwing a fucking sandwich at him? I mean, how many either, thousands of dollars yeah, exactly does, yeah, does yeah, he yeah, have yeah, to yeah. fucking give him? Uh, he uh, subway for a year from from uh, oof, yeah, maybe not subway. Car- carrots. Carrot sticks for fucking. Eh, for give him a piece years. of the cigarettes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's that's the app, guys. Great, great app. I I personally great love app. it. It's a little like, and I feel like we're in the majority that say that they love it, but there is a vocal faction that have that take issue with the episode. Cool. Keep talking, you fucking <laughs> morons. Yeah. Keep. Yeah. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Shall we get into fucking internet? Sure. Let's do it. Fucking internet. Okay, so this, of course, is the section where we source questions, comments from all around the internet, mostly Reddit. This one from user JMC57. Uh, the final dinner scene. In the final scene, when they are at dinner, why is Carmela there? It seemed like just before that, Carmela wanted no part in helping Tony make Christopher understand that nothing happened between he and Aid. It seems like this dinner is happening to help them all move past the accident. I was per- surprised to see Carmela a part of it. Um, we talked a little bit about it, but like, really, what does Carmela have to gain here? Like, what she like? Everybody knows that she and Tony are split. Like, why does she, why do you think ultimately she still feels it's her responsibility to put a good face on this? I think she is just as embarrassed about the situation as, uh, as Christopher is in a lot of sense, in a lot of senses. Like, so I think she feels the need for the sake of everybody involved to just put a better face on it. Because, I mean, look. Carmel eventually comes back. 
She does, you know, yeah. At the end they, of the season, yeah. They do, and I think a part of her knows that eventually they will be back together. Even right. even if, like, consciously she doesn't think so, they, she, she they knows, end up back yeah. together, and she knows that they're going to be a family, and she has to do this. This also, is a requirement. It's just funny that this is, like, one of the rare times where we see Tony telling the truth and everybody else believes a falsity. Right. <laughs> like... And I think she actually uh, buys his story here. I mean, he's not yeah, telling the complete truth because well, she's been lied think, to so many times uh, by him. Yeah, that I think she can tell that he's telling the truth. Also, let's not give Carm all the credit in the world that she's like the world's most amazing person. As we've established in this episode, she gets money every week from Tony. <laughs> And she still needs to do things that appease Tony every now and then because he is still giving her part of the job. fucking money. Hey, and this was probably a free dinner, so <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure she's concerned about getting the free. Dinner. <laughs> no, I think she's probably concerned about like the like hundreds of dollars he like fucking gives her in cash yeah. every week. Uh, shall we move on? This yes. one from user Jomo Kenyatta. Sill was a little out of character in a regular around the margins. Everyone else, huh? I, can, I can see spreading dumb rumors. But Syl was so cerebral and loyal to Tony, he knows the repercussions of spreading solicitous, solicitous rumors like that. I don't buy him joining in on those telephone games. What do you guys think? Um, It is kind That's of a fair. weird... It is That's kind fair. of a weird little fucking dumb scene with them all <laughs> spreading the rumor. Um, it, it, it's weird. Yeah, it's like because they did kill always, a character based right. off of that. Right. Yeah. Um. You almost know it. You almost know that they do. You do. You you know that they do based off of the fucking um scene with Vito. Like, um. You know, do we need the joke? Like he came on the fucking sun visor. Like, <laughs> like that's basically that scene. Yeah. I guess it's <laughs> right. like. It's like a joke for each character because like Hesh is like has a fucking like thing yeah. and like yeah. right you know Bobby. statistically uh, yeah yeah it's like know. really okay yeah. um do we need like that like whole like telephone thing I I, I don't know I, I kind of I might have I might agree a little like yeah I do kind of agree I it's always felt kind of cheesy it it yeah. would make it would make sense if there was another scene that like where they were like making fun yeah. And like, and like, instead of like that, hey, did you hear? Hey, did you hear? Like, because that's also a fucking dumb trope. Like, <laughs> right? You know, like it is, but it's so it's, it's a silly trope. I think it's I the way they did it. I, I just think yes, they it's did clearly it, a they, choice. They did it for for mostly a laugh. I think especially yes, the way right. they end it. But also, I mean, this gets to the heart of what the series is. It's like this is like everyday day to day life, like. You and the people in your social circle, you fucking gossip and you talk about each other and there's a chain of fucking communication, but this is with mob stakes. And that's right. what the series is, like day-to-day life, but now that's like people could too. get fucking killed. And so and and so I don't think these guys and and I think like if you listen to fucking FBI mob recordings like they fucking gossip about each other all the fucking time. Like sure. yeah, I think I not, think it's not it's not unusual. It I think that's unusual. realistic. Now, is it in Syl's character? Not from what we know of him, but, but nobody's, yeah, they, nobody's consistent 100% of the time in every regard. Like I, I, But I, they all act no. like fucking yentas about it. Yeah. Like they're all like, yeah, yeah. It is a collection of people that like you would not guess right. would do it, too. Right. It's like, yeah. like 
Bobby. Bobby Hesh, fucking Uncle Junior. Yeah. Like, still, it's like it, it is like the the people that are not like Paulie. You would expect. But it's like human Vito, nature. Vito, it's human, you would it's human nature. Can you resist and such juicy gossip? And let's, right. And right, let's right. and let's maybe like, like go from like Sill's point of view or Hesh's point of view. Like they they won't they don't see that it could result in Tony killing Chris. <laughs> no, they probably see Chris like dismissing Adriana down the line, right? Yeah. Right. Because yeah. right, right. of it, and so what? Whoop de yeah. whoop de woo. No one cares. Right. Also, like, it's a time I think too. There is a um, there's a jealousy that all these people have towards Tony. Mm-hmm. It's a way to knock yeah, Tony yeah. a little bit to yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah which they do a million time. other times time, yeah. about different things, just For not sure. about like him sexually, but like you know, like you know the like to an extent. The issues that Feech had with him, like he's the boy king, and like, you know, he is selfish, and so it's a way well, to knock. Chris it's a it way up, to like, knock. It's a way to knock Tony, like from these people that feel like Tony can be a narcissist, and and, and and we know that those discussions are being had because Chris brings it up. Like everybody knows, the last four or five years, you've been uh, your midlife crisis, on, yeah. fucking every. You'd fuck a catcher's mitt. Like right. obviously, it's something that everybody talks about. And you so. know, and 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 I. Tony shows a lot of restraint there. He doesn't. He does. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> yeah. feel like he could easily just like pin him up against the wall yeah. there, um, yeah. but he doesn't. But he well, doesn't by, well I mean, by the way, like I mean, I don't know if Tony knows this, but Christopher fucked his 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 cousin's girlfriend in D Girl. So right, uh, he's a bit of a hypocrite here. Like, that's right. true. That's a great point. <laughs> like, yeah, it's sort of a similar situation. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I don't know. They weren't engaged. Uh. But right. Anyway. Once you're married, anything that touches their pussy is off limits. Um, <laughs> but, right. So uh, this next one from Mr. Piacosta, Mom oh, Jeans. Oh, Mom Jeans, baby. Dude, this guy, I didn't even read this when I sourced this question. Uh, I, this is my favorite user name ever. Uh, you you dedicated your entire Reddit username to Mr. Piacosta and we his love mom jeans. Yeah. The, the uh, you got to check out uh, the early episodes yeah, of our please. podcast. This is uh, Piacosta is forever the spirit animal of the pod. So uh, he threw out this question. Imperioli uh, has a theory that we must discuss while talking about a regular around the margins on the on Talking Sopranos podcast. Michael posits that Adriana was coming on to Tony as a way to set him up that the only way she could see to save Chrissy was to give the FBI what they wanted, which was Tony. Can anyone see Adriana being this cunning? No, what do you think? no, absolutely not. No. So Imperioli, you fucking, you got it wrong, man. This is, I, I Imperioli said that this is, this is what, yeah. Imperioli posited on the, on talking Sopranos. Look, Hey, much respect guy. You, but I think you're totally misreading this. There's yeah, no, no way. way. Leave, leave the Sopranos podcast to us. There's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is no way like that. That she's sure. Sure, you won the Emmy for the episode, but like <laughs> you don't know what's going on, dude. Yeah. Um, this one from user Scotty Maka. Okay. Sure. Tony B saving Chrissy's life. I think it's interesting that after convincing Tony not to kill Christopher, Christopher never really shows any sign of gratitude towards Tony B. 
Obviously, Chrissy is still worked up over the situation with Adriana, but after a regular round of margins, this dynamic is never mentioned again. Tony B is likely the only person to... Uh, only person capable of standing up to T at this moment. Without Tony B, Christopher would have met his untimely demise a little bit faster. You know, Quasimodo predicted all this. Uh, I, I mean, I think he, he makes a point. Like, uh, like Christopher almost yeah, he, immediately after this episode is is uh, is at odds to- with him. At odds yeah. with him. Yeah, but like Christopher doesn't show gratitude for a goddamn thing. <laughs> Like, uh, what well, does he especially show? What that does his he... superiors like like Tony and Tony B who like uh, hand down to him. Like he's he's all like there's moments where he's like sort of reflective of it, but like I I don't think like he he recognizes how fucking lucky he is. Multisanti, multi saints. Like he mm-hmm. is he has saved so many. He absolutely he came for the boss with a fucking gun in public. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like. Yeah. Anybody else would have got would have caught a bullet, whether Tony B was there or not. Yeah, it's it's the crux of like his undoing. Yeah, you know, he he has no appreciation for like what a sweet situation he's in. He's always second guessing Tony. He's always like he always like tries to fuck over anyone who like you know back talks him. Right. He he he's a brat. Like he's yeah. a fucking brat. You know, I'm I'm I can't wait to see the fucking movie. Because, you know, we're, we're going to see a look into the world of his father, which we've never seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But clearly, you know, whether it's conscious or not, he feels like he has something coming to him because, like, obviously, Dickie Moltisanti was the fucking man. Yeah. And, you know, he he doesn't have an appreciation for anything. He just, like, he, he feels like he's entitled to, you know, whatever he whatever's coming to him. And, like, you know, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, hey, come on, he's a little shithead. I mean, he's yeah, a little shithead, and like you know, by the time like uh, Tony like uh, squeezes his nostrils, he, you know, you you feel relieved for Tony, right? Yeah, <laughs> he fucking he's he's a fucking pain in the ass. But Tony B literally saved his life. Like yes. nobody, and, and was uniquely qualified to do so. Paulie may have, depending on how you look at it, like he may have uh, try attempted, but that didn't do it. Tony B legitimately saved his life. Nobody else could have. Uh, and there's no, like, there's no appreciation. It immediately, like, after the next few episodes, it's 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 Christopher versus Tony B. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Um, anyway. And this final question from user Lynch Monfu. Uh, okay. He titles his post, Pop This in the Basket for Me. In season five, a regular around the margins, after the accident with Tony and Aid, Christopher goes to talk to Tony, and Tony is cleaning dog shit off his shoe with a stick. He makes Christopher take the shitty stick and put it in the trash. Do you think that Tony stepped in dog shit to contrive this situation (laughs) so he could establish power in the conversation by making Christopher take the shit stick? No, I mean, no. no, 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 no. I think it's a good way for the writers <laughs> to convey who is power. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I right. don't think Tony is like, hey, look at this big pile of shit. I'm going to step in it and make Chris take it <laughs> and put it in the garbage. Yeah. Like, you're confusing a metaphor for, like, something that's, like, like, it's like using uh, it's a metaphor, just... but, like, oh, but, like, what? What's behind the metaphor? 
Yeah. No, it's just you're a giving metaphor. Tony too much credit. Right. Like yeah. sometimes right. he he does things that yes, like demonstrate his, the power dynamic between him and his underlings, but I don't think he always consciously does it. <laughs> right. So right. Uh, it's more of a device writing device. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's a writing and, device. Like look. And it's and it's it, and some, some would say it's a little on the nose. Like, hey, you take this steaming pile of shit and you deal with it. Uh, mm, and that's mm-hmm. that's sort of maybe yep. which he says, which he does quite a bit to people in the series. Uh, but that's all I got for fucking internet. Well, good stuff. Hey, dope. Uh, as always, listeners, you can hit us up at osopranospod at gmail.com with comments, concerns, things you like, things you don't like, uh, things you want us to talk about. Uh, stuff for future episodes things in general about the series you want us to chat about give us a follow on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. give us a 5 star review on iTunes that shit helps even if you fucking hate our guts do the 5 stars do the 5 stars and then be like yeah dude they didn't think the fucking shit uh, the Tony stepping in the shit was a fucking metaphor or whatever. <laughs> you know, just, you know, write your thoughts. Give us five stars. And as always, until next week. Oh! oh. Hey there, I'm Brandon Kelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co-hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, visit WeFunder.com slash BlueWire.